0: The question is, can I make a difference? Or, you know, you sometimes you may be thinking, I can make a difference? Little old me? Making a difference is to have a significant impact on something or someone. You may be sitting at home at your house, watching the news, watching TV, looking out your window, looking into your neighborhood and just thinking how things could be better talking to everybody how things can be better, but you're probably thinking while you're talking that there's nothing you can do. We, we see that in evidence of the, the proportion of how many people go out to vote thinking my vote does not count. Or I don't need to show it to the meeting because they're going to make the decision anyway, thinking that I cannot make a difference, so why should I even be involved? But I I want you to realize this, that you can't make a difference when you don't try to make a difference. It's just like if you go to a party, you go to a social gathering. If you go there with the mind state that you're not going to talk to anybody, you're not even going to get up onto the dance floor, you're not even going to get any food, you're not going to enjoy yourself. But yet when you decide that I will get up and take the time to introduce myself to somebody or or I might go ahead and move on onto the dance floor and, and enjoy myself, you might find out that you might be enjoying yourself and helping somebody else enjoy the evening or enjoy that night. But yet when you just sit there, you lose out. You lose out on meeting somebody. You lose out helping out somebody or they might be able to help You out. Oftentimes, we don't make a difference because we think so little of ourselves. We think we don't have anything to offer. Oftentimes, that was me, that when I would go to parties, that I would just just stay in the back. And then I just got tired of staying in the back. My friends, we started dancing. Then I found out I like dancing. And so then I had my older sister. We was out in the front yard. She was, she was a cheerleader, gymnast, and she did all this stuff. So she was teaching me the dance moves. So we would sit down and watch MC Hammer and Michael Jackson videos, tape them, record them on MTV, and go outside and practice the moves. And then once I started dancing, I started meeting other people that liked dancing. And that was, to me, a great way for me just to enjoy my time. So whenever I went to parties, I was alive for the party because I did all the dancing. If, if you ever need proof, just ask my, my, my brother and my sister, you know, when they got married. They can, they can back it up for you. that I started off the party at the wedding reception. <laughs> you know, is that if, if I would just sat there, then other people might not enjoy themselves. So I made a difference. Did I think I was going to make a difference? No, but I just enjoyed myself. by me enjoying myself, others enjoyed their self. What it is is that you can make a difference in this society, you can make a difference in this community, just as this little boy made a difference for 5,000 people. Let's turn to uh, the Gospel of John, 6th chapter, verses 5 to 13. We're going to look in there and see Jesus is 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 doing miraculous works leading up to this time. Jesus has been healing the lame and and he's been, been you know, uh, making them blind to see, turning water into wine. There's been miraculous signs being done by Jesus. And so Jesus is, is, is making a name for himself and by people just hearing about what he's doing. And and, so, and one of the other gospels it has that Jesus was retreating. Why was he retreating? He was getting some time of solitude. He, he just got the bad news about his cousin was beheaded, John the Baptist. And in and, and this Gospel of John, we, we're going to find Jesus on his way and his disciples go a place, but he looks up and he sees that there's a crowd around him. And while there's a crowd around him, Jesus starts teaching. Looking at John 6 chapter verse 5 to verse 13. We're going to be dealing with those verses, but first we're just going to look at at first five. It says and when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that they that they I'm sorry that these may eat. And he and this he said to prove him, for he for he himself knew what he would do. Verse 7. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. The verse 8, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter, brother, said unto him, There is a lad here, which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but they are, what are they among so many? I'm going to stop right there. This little boy is amongst the crowd this little boy has has 5 body loaves and 2 pieces of fish and yet there's 5000 People Now when they made the count, they're counting the men. It says in in biblical times that the men ate separately from the women. So there might have been 5,000 men and and 5,000 women not counting the children because the children ate with the women. So it could have been about 10,000 to 15,000 people at this time that were hungry. Why were they hungry? Because Jesus was teaching to them all day. And they were there all day to hear to what Jesus had to say. But this little boy was along. And and now there's a lot of little stories on this little boy. This little boy could have packed his own personal lunch. His mom could have packed him a personal lunch. Or they said that he could have been a traveling with the disciples, that he carried food for them. Or he was carrying food to be sold. But either way, it, it says this, that the, the apostles found this little boy and says, we have five. Loaves of bread and two fish, but what is this to so many? Now, before we get there, Jesus asked them, how can we take care of them? He was asking them, how can we take care of them? And the other ones were saying that um, we, don't, we don't have enough money for everybody, so we're not going to use it. They, they didn't offer to go and say, we'll try what we can. They said, we just don't have enough. And then other ones were looking around, trying to scoundrel around, and they found out these boys, but it says, still, this is not enough. But yet, this lad gave what he had. In order to make a difference, you need to come with what you have. Come with what you have. You think what you have is little. You think what you have is insignificant. You think what you have will not reach a lot of people. You're right, it won't by yourself. But when you come with you have to Jesus, You can see how things can change. This little boy did not just say, I'm hungry, I'm going to eat this myself, but he was willing to give this to feed over 10,000 people, not knowing what was going to happen. Sometimes we need to step out of our comfort zone and realize, all I have is a sandwich. I'll give you half of my sandwich. And, 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 And maybe this half of the sandwich will mean more to you than what it means to me, but this is all I have. But yet, if it's all you have, then that's the best you can give. We sometimes look that I don't have very much to offer. I don't have very much to give. But yet, I want to let you know that God made you. And he made you perfect. Sort of like when you, when you, don't, you get excited, when you may buy gifts for your children, that it says no assembly required. You can just open up and play with it right away. God made you with those same remarks. There's no assembly required. You have everything that you need. Modern technology, I, I, I love it, but sometimes I hate it because they like to make money off of everything. This is what I'm saying. Before, you could buy a printer, they gave you all the cables and all the cords so you could hook it up to your computer. And they gave you ink cartridges that would last. It wasn't just a sample. But on top of the box that you buy that, it says, don't forget. Because if you buy this and you don't get the other stuff, don't forget you can't use what you just bought. So it's worthless. But yet God has given you everything, and he's just telling you, don't forget me. All, that's all you need, because same thing. The printer is nothing without the computer, but God has given you everything that you need, that you can plug in to the source, that you can help somebody else out. This little boy decided to come, and look at the verse 6 again. And, and it says, and this he said to prove him. For himself knew what he would do. What is that saying? Jesus is basically pointing out, I already know what I am about to do. It to us is mind-boggling. To us is confusing. To us, we don't understand. But guess what? You don't have to. Just trust Jesus. The disciples, the disciples, they, they could have said, Jesus, you can feed the multitude. They just saw him turn uh, water into water, took care of a whole wedding party. They've seen him make a, 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 a lame man to walk. You know, they've seen these miracles of Jesus. They've they seen him do these wonderful things. But yet, they were limited to think about what could they do or what they could not do. Oftentimes, we get so caught up that we look outside for help instead of looking inside for help. We want to call on somebody else when all we need to do is call on ourselves. God has given us the strength and the ability to overcome and make a difference in somebody's life. Somebody's coming to you, needing some help, and you're trying to push them away. Oh, no, I can't help you. Stay away from me. Why? Because we are scared to giving up of our time. We are scared of rejection. Yes, rejection is going to come when you open yourself up to help somebody. It's going to come. It's going to come. But think about it the, those who are married, think about it you 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 feared rejection, but you went after your spouse anyway because you, you felt that it was worth the risk to give all that you have for that failure because you know as as a, a song by uh, Curtis Mavis, saying, i I, I, you know, I love and I lost, but he's glad he loved and he lost he'd rather love and and, and he'd rather love and lose, but yet if you never try, you're never going to gain. This little boy did not know what he's going to do, but he realized that I will give what I have. So come with what you have to make a difference and also to give what you have to Jesus. Give what you have to Jesus whether it's your house, your car, your time, your resources, your clothes, whatever it is, you can help. Jesus says this that when you do it to the least of these, you do this to me. Look out in your society. We're, we complain about the school board, we complain about the president, we complain about city council, but what are you doing? You still talk about how they're not doing their job, are you doing yours? You are supposed to look out for your neighbor. You should be looking out for the children in your neighborhood. You know, it's, it's time out for us to be scared of the children. The children should be scared of us. You know, it's a shame that we're scared of the kids because, you know, they might be packing. They may pull out a gun. But if we start setting standards, check this out. Just think about it. Think about it. If you start setting standards at a young age, they learn to respect authority. They learn to treat people with respect. To me, it's mind-boggling. I I just want you to catch this. I am not the the best counselor in the world, but it seemed like every time I did a summer camp, that's what I I was the best counselor in the world. All the kids want to be in my group. There'll be 100 children there, and we have 10 counselors, but all the kids want to be in my group. In my group, there's no behavior problems. There's no fighting, because Sam does not play. But he plays. He has fun. But he does not play. If they act up, they're doing pushes, They're running laps. They're going to the corner. And I'm having fun with all the other kids. And then they realize, then they want to come back and join in. Now, these are the same children that will bring knives to school, that are talking about how they will shoot their teacher, but yet they won't do anything I ask. Why? Because I realize it wasn't about me, but yet I will talk to you. I will see what's bothering you. I will communicate to you. We need to realize that. Stop being so self-centered, but be others-oriented. Say, how can I better help you? I'm talking about the school board, but how can I help out the school board? How can I help out the PTO? Because it's not active at my children's school. Maybe I need to start it up. Just think about it. Think about The bus boycott, right? One one, one lady Started, started a revolution. They, they came, they, 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 the story says they sat down with it, told her that this is what they're going to do. That's what I've heard, but I don't know how, how true that is. That's what i heard. But either way, she decided that I'm going to sit here. Then after that, others decided because of her, we too will. She made a difference. Martin Luther King, what if you said, no, I, I'm not willing to stand up, find somebody else to do it. Where will we be? You see, there's not another Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and nor will there ever be. Guess what? There's not going to be another you. You are, that, you are that important as well. Think about that. You are special. God does not make junk. He made you for a, pur- a purpose. But we choose sometimes to abuse ourselves for selfish gain. And so we lose out. We lose out on what God would be willing to give to us. But yet when we just say, Lord, this is all I have and I give it to you, you might be able to feed a multitude as well. See, don't, don't look to what you have is small, but look what you have is great, what God has put in you. Because what God will do with what you give to him is going to be wonderful. Check this out. Look look what happened after this young man gave. They said that they, uh, look at verse 10, and Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they would. Now see here, the little lad gave what he had to be of service, and then Jesus blessed it. You catch that process? Come with what you have, give it to Jesus, and Jesus will what? Will bless it. You see, I don't have much, but Lord, I give it to you, you will bless it. You see, when we give it to Jesus, His 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 awesome power will take what you have and stretch it. Have Have you ever been to the uh, uh, the bank account and you know you gave no no just for those those tithe and offering folks? You might realize it's that you gave your tithe and you gave your offering and, and you was waiting on that next paycheck, but yet the money you did have stretched. It was just enough to make it by, and you was like wondering like Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, how he can stretch a dollar. Literally, I, I'm telling you, I, I've been there when I was at college. I didn't have a job, but the money I did have in my pocket, I did give it in to the church where I went there. But yet there was times where I would have nothing in my pocket. I couldn't get any food that I wanted to have because sometimes the cafeteria on Saturday had crazy hours. And I just missed it. And I and I was hungry. Had didn't have any money, but yet somebody would knock on my door. So I had some pizza left over. I just put my hand down and said, thank you. You know, just took it right away. Pizza was horrible, but I ate it. I was thankful for what I had. You know, God will provide what you will be given to others. The little lad, he too was hungry, but what he gave, he gave. But guess what? It's the year. And they were filled, verse 12. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Was everybody hungry anymore? They were what? Feel like that Taco Bell commercial. I'm full. They ate to their fill. More than these five loaves of barley and this fish. He was filled. So imagine this. He could have stuck with that meal and still have been hungry and going back home. But yet he was able to have more than enough. He was fool. He was full. You see, Oftentimes, we just think how we can preserve ourselves right now. We get confused by Satan. Satan says, hold on to what you have because what you have is going to be more for yourself than what you can give to others. Hold on to that. Don't share. But yet, when he, when he gave what he had, guess what? He, too, was blessed because he came with what he had. He gave it to Jesus. Jesus blessed it. So he, not only was he was filled, but everybody around him was filled. Think about this. You can make a difference in your community by not only realizing you're blessing others, but God will bless all those around you. Why? Because he's using you to bless them. We've seen this, that only when we allow God to use us, we can help somebody else. And by you helping them, guess what? God is taking care of you. Jesus talked about do not worry about the, the, about, about the uh, you know, do not worry as the fields were flowered and the, and the birds do not plant or reap or sow, but they always have food to eat. How much more will God provide for you? You see, God knows your every need before you even ask. And he's willing to provide. It says here in in verse uh, verse 6 that Jesus already knew what he was going to do. Think about it in your life. He already knows what he wants to do in your life. I'm going to say that again. He already knows what he wants to do in your life. Hebrews in the 12th chapter says how Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. So that means he knows your beginning, and he knows the best ending. But sometimes, you know, we, we want to live our lives like some of those children books where you can choose the next story and the ending. And you, and, and you, so you have all kind of endings you can come out with at the end. Now we try to choose what we think is going to be more exciting. And this is what Satan will do with us. He'll, he'll blind us with the, with the presence with a pleasurable present, and we don't see the facts of the future. We get caught up how I can be pleased right now in this present time and not worrying about the consequences later. But yet when we sacrificially give ourselves to Jesus, I'm willing to say, Lord, I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to be last and put you first. And guess what? God puts you first. You catch that? When you make yourself last and others first, God makes you first. So while you're serving people, you got a smile on your face. Why are you so happy? God is good. you, 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 You may be doing things that nobody else wants to do, but you're happy about doing it. And they're saying, why are you wasting your time doing this? See, I'm not wasting my time. I'm investing in the kingdom of God. You see, we get caught up thinking only when you get money, only when you get rewards, only when you get a pat on the back that you're really doing something good. But yet Jesus says, when you do it for the least of these, you're doing it for me. That's why he got excited. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. He says, I know you want to be rich. I know you want to be famous. But just seek me first. I'll add those things unto you. Because what does it mean to be famous? You know, a lot of people want that 15 seconds of fame. But you're not remembered anymore. But yet, think about those who made an impact in people's lives. Those who made a difference. There's books written about them. Books, plural. Not just one book. Another author said, well, I want to write my account. Another I want to write my account. Everybody wants to write about that person's life because that person's life touched their life. That's why there's a lot of biographies about Martin Luther King, about Malcolm X, about different, different presidents. Eleanor Roosevelt. There's a lot of different biographies about these people, even about Abraham Lincoln. It's amazing how you can get a different book and get different stories about President Abraham Lincoln. I, I learned, at first, I had a very limited view of this, of this president, and then I learned to respect him even more by just reading these different accounts about his vision, his dream, by, by seeing other people's point of views, and not there's not limiting limit to my own point of view. You see, when you make a difference, people remember. You think, this president right here, a lot of times people don't have negative views about this president, but yet this president, you know, basically his vision was to unify the union. And, and, and yes, indeed, he did not care really if slavery continued or not if he had a unified union. That's amazing. But yet, he reasoned, he he did not know that by having a unified unit would abolish slavery. You see, oftentimes when we just know what we want to do, and we just trust God to bring it through, God will bring forth a change that's beyond your understanding. That will go on to the next generation, to the next generation. You don't believe me? All right, let's, let's continue on here. Verse 12, it said When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. He said the fragments, right? He so, said, you know, they probably got little fishtails here, little, you know, crumbs of bread left over, right? They going to clean up. Let's see. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Over and above. Started out with five and two fists, right? Five, body those are two fish. Now has 12 back baskets full left over. Meaning this, that there's some other people that might be hungry. They too will be blessed by this. Yet you started out with nothing in your eyesight. I don't have much to give. But yet when you gave it to Jesus and Jesus blessed it, he increased it. That not only did it just bless you, but it blessed others around you and it's going to bless those that come after you. But yet making a difference is not making a difference for myself to be in the light, but making a difference for me to impact somebody else's life. Jesus said, I did not come here to be served, but to serve. See, when we allow ourselves, we can watch what Jesus will do with what we give him. You can sit back and enjoy the show. You think that little boy was thinking that all I had was five loaves and two fish, but look, everybody's eating now. And even me. When you step back and let God have his way, you will sit back in awe. And you realize that it wasn't me. It had nothing to do with what I had. It's only what he has given me. Made may an impact. You see, you can't make a difference. You can't make a difference. Don't let somebody say that God cannot use you or you're worthless or you're not going to be anything because your dad's not anything. Just let them know that my father created everything so therefore I could be anything. Because why? He has the last say so. So if he wants you to stand up, then stand up. He wants you to sit down and sit down. God will make you to fit into the situation he wants so you can bless somebody else. It's on you to make that difference. So come with what you have. Give it to Jesus. Let him bless you. And then watch what he will do. See how your neighborhood can change. How your household can change. How your children improve. Your marriage improve. Your single life improve. When you step back and said, "Lord, I, I know what I want to do, but Lord, I'm just going to give it to you, my life." That's why I, I like that song, "Take My Life, Lord." You know, take my heart and my motive, take my will and conform it to Your will. Take my, take my, you know, soul and you know, take me, my, I'm sorry, take my mind and transform it to Your will. You know, we we want to be obedient to Him. And I'm sure to those who may not know Jesus, you may find it kind of hard to, 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 to understand what's going on, but just try him. Just try him, like this little boy had five loaves and two fish, had no idea he's about to help out 10,000 people, but when he gave it to Jesus, Jesus took it to a whole nother level. You see, when you allow God to step in into your life, you can take it to another level. When you allow Jesus to bless what it is that you have, you know, maybe small in your eyes, but I'm glad Jesus said that. For man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So when you give it to him, he'll take it to that next level. But yet, you got to realize that I can make a difference. It's up to you. It's not to your left, not to your right. It's not the person across the street, but it's you. Will you give your life to Jesus and watch him increase the impact of your life? Will you realize that I can make a difference in this community? I can make a difference in my school. I can make a difference in my workplace. And guess what? Yes, you can make a difference here in Zion. You can help somebody else. You can give back into this community. This community needs us. It needs us. It's going to die without us. Because when God is using us as, as the scriptures read to be the light of the world, people will come to the light and get healing in the light. Will get hope in the light. Will feel better in the light. Because why? you are being used by God to bless somebody else, you can make a difference. Tell somebody, I can make a difference. Come on, tell somebody I can make a difference because with Jesus, I can make a difference. I can walk outside these walls and go back to my house, go back to my workplace, go back in my neighborhood and say, Jesus, we're going to change this place. Uh, I don't have much to give, but I'm going to give it to you. Good God from Zion. Uh, And Lord, uh, I want you to take it and bless it. And Lord, I know you will increase it. You will overflow it. And guess what, Lord? I will be filled. Uh, I will have peace. I will have joy because, Lord, I realize that it's not me, but it's you doing all the work. And let them use you. And you'll make a difference in everybody's life you mean. in. So it's up to you. It's up to you. Every head bowed, every eyes closed right now. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and risen from the dead, you shall be saved. For with your mouth you do confess and with your heart you do believe. And so right now, right now, if you're unsure, if you're to die today, that you will see God and live forever in heaven. You're unsure. Jesus said this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If that's you right now, I, I want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart. Lead you in this prayer that you can make a difference in your life with Christ and make a difference in this community. I want to lead you in this prayer. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. No one's looking but me. This to say this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, that's right. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins, and you rose again from the grave on the third day. And I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. Now, Lord, I'm inviting you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior.